This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 495. The Media Threat. How much screen time is too much? By Kaylin Bruce of freedomsprout.com. Happy Friday! I'm Joss Marie and welcome to my show. Every weekday, I narrate some of the best relationship blogs we can find. And I feature anything that falls into the category of relationships with parenting content featured towards the end of the week. And if you'd like more helpful tips and reminders across other areas of your life, be sure to check out the other shows in our network too. Simply search for Optimal Living Daily to find them. So are you ready to find out just how much time we're really spending on media? Let's find out from Kaylin Bruce and start optimizing your life. The Media Threat. How Much Screen Time is Too Much by Kaylin Bruce of freedomsprout.com. When I first got into nonfiction, I remember reading several self-help books and articles that claimed to add time to your life, literally to every day of your life. How? In a roundabout way, they would tell you to stop watching TV. It's true. Americans used to watch way too much TV. They still do, but media consumption has expanded. Hours spent in front of the TV have actually been on the decline. We are, however, spending hours in front of other types of media, and in most cases, we're wasting more hours than TV was stealing. There were a few years where people started to notice the decline in TV consumption and thought we were doing better. Over the last five years, though, everyone is becoming privy to the fact that it's no better to mindlessly scroll Facebook or Snapchat than it is to mindlessly binge-watch a series on TV. Actually, social media is all about instant gratification, so it's worse for your mind. At least we were finishing an entire episode when we were watching TV. A chart from Statistica.com shows the decline in daily time spent watching TV in the United States from 2014. What the chart doesn't show is the increase in other media consumption. A chart from Adweek, however, does. In a post titled, U.S. adults consume an entire hour more of media per day than they did just last year. This is where the time went that people saved on TV. They put it into other media and then doubled it. And then there was the wave of people, I may have written said wave, who bragged about cutting the cable and didn't mention their subscription to Netflix, Hulu, or Prime Video. I'm not saying those things are bad, but while they're more cost-effective than cable, it's still TV. As parents, how are we able to tackle mindless overconsumption of media? We combat mindlessness with intentionality, or more simply, mindfulness. The first step is being mindful about everything that comes into our home, and that includes media devices and the media itself. The latter is often forgotten. How much screen time? I've talked to parents from every end of the screen time spectrum, from parents who have no limit on their child's media consumption to parents who don't allow any screen time at all. 
This is not one of those times where I will say there is no wrong answer, because I've seen the effects of kids without technology limits, and adults for that matter. Sure, it's your decision, but if you're using media as a babysitter, you're doing it wrong. And to be honest, if you feel defensive about how much time you let your kids spend on media, there may be a reason for that as well. I'm okay risking a few negative comments to help people see that they're ruining their kid's mind. So, how much screen time should your kids be allowed? First, remember that all screen time counts. TV, phones, pads, computers, gaming devices, and so on. Once you've decided it was the right time to give your child a phone, count that phone as screen time for sure. Older teenagers should be able to make their own decisions eventually, but young teens and below need a limit. For our kids, they'll have a limit as long as they live here. We limit ourselves, why would we not limit them? Once you get over one hour a day on technology, it starts getting dangerous. At that point, your child is going to start relying on and needing technology. One hour a day is a lot. I'm not saying you should give them that much. It's your call. But I would suggest, yes, as my own opinion, that one hour is the most you consider. If your kids don't get screen time every day, ours don't, then the hour cutoff isn't as vital. Here's what we do. Screen time in our home. We aren't anti-technology parents. It can be useful. Some apps and games are educational, but it's almost always low-quality education. It's good for a break here and there, but technology is not a teacher. We let our kids play video games on some Saturday mornings, but they do it together, and it actually helps them play well with each other. We'll let them play for a few hours since they likely won't be on technology the other days of the week. Sometimes we'll play with them, sometimes we'll just watch. Other than the video game Saturdays, our kids really don't get screen time, and they're fine with that. They don't even ask. We'll watch a movie together as a family, but that's only once a month, if not less. If our kids need to use the computer for school or if they want to use the computer for something else, all they have to do is ask. And we'll let them 99% of the time because they don't ask often. But our oldest is barely a teenager, so they are monitored fairly closely when they have internet access. The overlooked device. If there is one device that I've noticed being overlooked more than any other, it's a cell phone. You have to decide when it's the right time for your kid to have their own phone. When our kids actually need them, we're going to get phones for our kids. But right now, they're either at home or school, so they're never alone to need one. Our kids have asked for a phone, and we always tell them that if they have a good enough reason, we will get them one. They haven't had a good reason yet. I see 10-year-olds and younger playing on their phones, and all I can think is how dangerous it is to let a child roam their own phone with open internet access. I don't want to restate everything I said about kids and phones here, but we must be mindful of our kids' internet usage for their sake. There are great tools like Covenant Eyes and Google Family Link that can help you with monitoring their activity. And of course, you can always just get a dumb phone without internet access. The Media Threat I published an article in Simple Money magazine titled The Ad Threat, which was about how dangerous advertising and marketing can be for children if we don't pay attention to it. Media is no different, and of course, media is where ads live. It's becoming normal to let kids have a phone at an early age, give them free reign on the computer whenever they want, and give them their own computer at a young age. It's easy to justify that they need it for school, but one family computer can accomplish the same goal. Media presents many threats like pornography, inappropriate relationships, and identity theft. These are real concerns that affect people every day. We've all seen the videos where someone goes undercover to see if they can lure a young teen to meet them in real life when they've only ever talked online, and the parents are surprised every time it works. 
I think the biggest enemy is overlooking how dangerous media can be. We blow it off and acknowledge that everyone lets their kids do it, or that it's 2019. All I'm saying is maybe we should be more intentional. It's our job to protect our children from the world when they're too young to understand what they need protection from. You just listened to the post titled, The Media Threat, How Much Screen Time is Too Much, by Kaylin Bruce of freedomsprout.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I know I've mentioned this before after narrating other posts on media consumption, but since moving into our new home, we've cut back immensely on media time. I'm talking phone time, TV time, pad time, you name it. And man, does it feel good. I can't imagine reversing that because I've seen the positive results it's had on all of our moods. And hopefully you can find a good balance for your family too. But that's it for today. Have a relaxing and mindful weekend. And I'll see you again next week where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.